what's up with you? And when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Shoe Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to break down AEW from this past week. Uh, I'm just going to go through kind of like the highlights and lowlights and overall what we thought of the show. Um, so let's just get right into it. Just no hesitation. Go straight into um, mm-hmm. you know the, the card overall. Um, AEW Tag Team Championship match. Uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page uh, went against SCU and ended up retaining their belts. Um, so shout out to them. Kudos for that. We had Dustin Rhodes uh, defeating Sammy Guevara. Uh, in a one-on-one matchup, which kind of... Is that led- dude even age? Well, yeah, Dustin Rhodes, hey, man, yeah, he, he seems timeless. He's just one <laughs> yes. of these guys that, you know, with time and with age, it just he seems to just pick up new moves and new wrinkles to his game. So, you know, he, he still looks the same as he did. I don't know, what, 20 years he's been in the business? 30 yes, years he's man. been in the business? 30 man. years. Dude, yeah, he's he's still the same. It's crazy. Um, we had eight, the AEW Women's Championship uh, defended in a match between Nyla Rose and Riho. And surprise, surprise, Nyla Rose is the new AEW Women's yes. Champion. So we'll go into a little bit more detail on that here in a second. Uh, MJF had a one-on-one match with Jungle Boy and came out the victor. MJF ended up beating Jungle Boy in that matchup with a little bit of help from his shiny ring that he got from winning the Dynamite Tournament. Yes, and then we... Pouty face Warlow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little assist from Pouty Face Wardlow. Is that what you call him yes. now? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. And then finally in the main event, we had John Moxley versus Santana in an eye-for-an-eye matchup. Both guys still have their eyes, though. Spoiler alert. Yes. Neither, neither guy lost their <laughs> other eye. Thank goodness. <laughs> At the end of the matchup, John Moxley ended up become, being victorious and beat Santana in the matchup. Uh, but there were some shenanigans that ensued at the end after the matchup. And we had the debut of Jeff Cobb uh, from ROH. Uh, I had seen him, I think, a couple times, Russell, before, but I wasn't mm-hmm. really familiar. Even when Jericho said his name, I was like, Jeff Cobb, who the hell is yeah, that? Right. <laughs> you know, and they showed the video. I was like, okay, all right, I get it now. So let's uh, let's start there. Let's start there with uh, with Moxley and Santana. Let's just go straight from the top. Um, you know, Moxley Santana in this matchup, eye for an eye. I I mentioned it. I think last time we we talked about this, where I was just like, I'm I'm kind of tired of the whole like one guy's going to get his eye stabbed out and another guy gets his eye stabbed out and I'm supposed to yeah. believe it. And yeah. then they're calling this match an eye for an eye match. I'm like, what does that even mean? And, you know, then, yeah, they just had a 
a, a match. Like, it was just a straight-up match. Regular match. Standard match. Yeah. Just nothing crazy about it. So, I don't know. It just kind of felt a little bit weird that they did it. That they they All that build-up around, you know. So, and th- here's the thing that they thought they, they kind of did good, but it also kind of feels wasted. Uh-huh. Is Santana's uh, father is actually blind. You know, yeah, and they yeah, use yeah. that in the storyline, and yeah. I'm like, wow, beginning that, of the episode, yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I thought it was it was, um, you know, nice to get Santana emotionally invested in the storyline, mm-hmm. but I felt like I still didn't, I felt for Santana on a real life level, but I didn't care for his character still, if that makes sense. Like, I was able to separate the two. I was able to hear his story and be like, man, that sucks, and, you know, that's that's yeah. crazy how that happened with his father. And I, for that moment when he was telling that story, I forgot about wrestling, and I just looked at Santana, the person. Because when he tried to tie it in to John Moxley, then I kind of took me out of it. I'm like, but you guys stabbed out John Moxley's eye first. <laughs> now you're trying to get us to say... Oh, John Mox is the terrible person because he took your eye, and he, l- little does he know that your father's blind, and so it's like he's doing this terrible thing to you that his father lives with every day, and so now you're gonna make him live his life in a world of darkness like your fa- like I don't know. There was just something. There was, was definitely a dif- disconnect with that, right? Like yeah, I understand. Yeah. So I, I, I had a hard time with that, but as a, as a, on a personal level, I was like, man. You know, that's something. And if, if Santana was a face and he wanted to use the storyline to kind of help, you know, have us like understand him better as a person, I would have been OK with. I would have been able to use this to help motivate my my like wanting to root for him. But here it's like we can't root for you. You know, you're you're a jerk just like the rest of them, you know. So, like, I don't know. So what was your what was your take, man? Like, how did you respond to all this and the match included? Well, in the beginning, I did enjoy the promo. I like when they do the sit-down uh, interviews with uh, Jim Ross. I-, I feel like it grounds the character. Uh, I know they did that with Jungle Boy a few, I want to say maybe a month or so ago. And uh, now they're doing it with Santana. And like to your point, you know, it was great, but it did make you seem like there was a disconnect between the two characters. Like, it would have went great for a face. But since he's a heel... You know, like, are you trying to get me to feel bad for him? You know, like, but he's a heel character. So to me, I was just, it was just like, uh, just a little bit confusing for me. Uh, the match itself, it was pretty much standard. It wasn't, you know, a, a really eye for eye match. It was just doing their standard wrestling. And then uh, the commentators basically just trying to telegraph the story. Like, hey, you know, since John Moxley is, you know, he has, uh, I guess he has an advantage because he's been, wrestling with one eye longer than Santana which you know he only been wrestling with one eye for a week so they were trying to tell that so that was cool to that to that you know to that part but you know it was just pretty much standard you know I like to beat down uh, because I think they're really building up John Moxley character yeah you know like you said they had the beat down at the end you know with the inner circle coming down and you know just beating Eric uh, John Moxley down and then we had Jeff Cobb show up um, and he did uh, one of, I guess it's a signature move or maybe it's his finishing move to him as well in the middle of the ring. Which was a nice looking finishing move. I yeah. thought it was going to look like some basic power slam, but he went in like a almost 360 motion and then slam. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. 
yeah, it was it was cool. It was definitely cool. You know, it's just it it it, it his debut was kind of again one of those debuts that AEW has now where they're just kind of expecting us to know him and you know Jericho's trying to really sell like I got this hitman this assassin you know and it's Jeff Cobb and I'm just like hmm you know like okay like I get it and then I saw the vi- thank God they had the video yeah the it video was like back. right after he yeah you know with that segment then you got the Jeff Cobb video yeah. So that that helped a little bit, you know. And then I think he I'll came change out. his name. I don't. I don't like that name. Just it sounds too. too I basic. Don't yeah, it's, it's like that doesn't scream fear. Like I got this wrestler named Jeff Cop. Really? <laughs> <laughs> a baseball player? What is right. that like? Is he... <laughs> That's what it sounds like. A baseball player. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like what? Jeff Cop. <laughs> Relief pitcher? <laughs> what are you? Who's this guy supposed to be? Yeah, but man. yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah, and then he comes out, and you don't expect you know that when you when you hear exactly. the name Jeff Cobb, <laughs> then it's like just crazy, like Samoan looking dude. Like, oh, that's him. Okay, now I get it. But yeah, no, the name itself, and just yeah, I, I'm with you. I would just change that name. I mean, that guy, he definitely needs a change, uh, name change. Yes. Some wrestlers is like, no, why are you changing their name? But him, him, he definitely, most definitely, yeah, he could use a name change. Yeah. So yeah, so that the, that segment was was cool. Uh, one funny moment I thought was during Moxley's entrance, he had that uh, eye patch and another like eye. Yeah, he, he was wearing two eye patches basically. Um, he had an eye patch that they were he was using during the match, but mm-hmm. in his entrance he had a branded Mox eye patch that he then took off and threw into the crowd. So more merch, I guess. Just- oh yeah, yeah, they're definitely milking that man because you see you see people in the crowd with the eye patch now. So I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, they're they're milking this. Yeah. So yeah. Um, oh yeah, and uh, Jericho was in the skybox and you know watching the matchup, and then they came down from the skybox at the end. So. Um, As yeah. the crowd was singing his song again, Sing he was just again. enjoying it, just you know, in awe, which is cool. It's still a good, good moment. Yeah, I, I love that they sing the song, even though he's a heel. It kind of like just doesn't matter. Like the, it, it really, it transcends that the, yeah. The face. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so overall, I mean, uh, good build up for Revolution. You know, seeing this matchup and seeing the beatdown at the end, and yeah, just uh, we'll continue to build towards that pay per view. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, to keep things moving now, we'll work our way backwards a little bit here. Uh, MJF and Jungle Boy, that matchup was solid. I really enjoyed the match. Uh, one thing, though, I did want to bring up was uh, we had Brandy on commentary, and I was really curious as to your reaction to Brandy's uh, part on commentary because, yeah. you know, we talked about it a little bit, how, you know, how Brandy coming out during Cody Rhodes's whipping, basically, yeah. belt whipping, um, affected I you and I affected was, I was prepared to talk about this, too. Right. <laughs> so, you know, and just, just to recap, you know, like you, Devin, you were really like you were into it. You know, you felt like emotionally you were invested. Um, I was not really as invested as you were. I felt overall like I got what they were going for. But one portion I really just kind of took me out of it was Brandy because her character, you know, is the leader of the Nightmare Collective. She's been, you know, basically torturing other female superstars and, you know, beatdowns, cutting their hair off and, you know, just kind of being this overall villain character. And it just felt odd with her having that character and then almost no sign of that character when she went out there to, you know, be there for her husband. So, um, 
than we had this week. So yeah, just um, I guess the, so. Just to set it up, uh, she comes out this week. She's on commentary, and uh, she's on commentary because it's MJF's match against mm-hmm. her hus- husband Cody Rhodes. And from what I could see, there's no sign of the Nightmare Collective character. Um, None at all. Which was uh, I thought maybe we'll get like an explanation from the commentary. Maybe Excalibur will ask a few questions since Excalibur and. And uh, Brandy Rose have some type of, you know, some type of heat between each other. So I thought that can maybe come to the surface, but I didn't get any of that, man. I was just, I I was left confused, like, you know, with the whole Santana and, uh, you know, with the Santana promo in the beginning, you know, how they trying to trying to make you feel bad for a heel. But, you know, you just left more confused. And and that was the same scenario with Brandy Rose. It just made me more it just made me more even even more confused. It's like, how can you talk about MJF being despicable, but yet, man, you you cutting off females' hair, right? right. <laughs> like what? Like this this doesn't this doesn't make sense. Now I'm willing to accept that segment from last week because you know you're 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 in the role of wife. You're supporting your husband. You just you just going there in there. You're you know all being part of that emotional moment, you're just giving him support. Cool, I'm with that. Now I thought maybe we'd get like an explanation between her and her character. Maybe it's a split personality. I don't know. But we didn't get none of that, man. It was just like, did she just drop this character? Like, is, is she's done with it? it? That's These are the questions I had. Well, and you mentioned Excalibur. Another thing that kind of struck me is as soon as she got out there, too, she almost like buried the hatchet with yeah. Excalibur immediately. And Excalibur was like, you know, hey, water on the bridge. You know, like nothing. Like none of that ever happened. I'm just like, what the hell? Right. I was like, no. That was like when they was on commentary before and she she kept on calling him exhibit. I'm like, this is this is crazy. This is gold. But now we're just going to drop that like this just never happened. It's 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 bizarre, man. And, you know, for me, it kind of stinks of something, you know, even worse than than what I was feeling before. Like before it was kind of like, OK, maybe they're they just drop the ball on the on the on having her knowing what to do with her character in that moment with Cody. Right. They were just saying, hey, you know, let's just have this moment. Now it just feels like they are. They're saying to to us and not really to Brandy because Brandy's in on this too, but they're saying to us that her storyline doesn't matter because they're trying to serve the Cody story at all costs. Like it, they are willing to just have that that go away and disappear the whole Nightmare Collective storyline in service of Cody's story. And to me, that you know is kind of indicative of how. I feel like they kind of treat the women's division overall and, and yeah, women's storylines in AEW right now. Mm-hmm. Like it just kind of feels like the 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 women's part in AEW does not matter. Like to to just do away with that storyline for the sake of the Cody storyline. I just it, it just it either you're just being real lazy with it. You're just all forgetting what it was, or it seems a bit WWE ish. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like it reeks of that a little bit. Like, but it's we're just gonna, it, we're yeah, just gonna like drop, just drop a storyline. Yes, yeah. yes, 100%. It feels like that. 
I just, but but we've already talked about how like the women's division really just doesn't seem like it's getting you know the love that you know it should you know mm-hmm. with like having one match on a two hour show you know and that's it like that's all we get and now you have Brandy's storyline basically just cut you know completely from you know their their storylines in favor of her just being. You know the the loving wife of Cody. Yeah. You know, whereas she has been developing this whole other character, and now that just feels like, all right, that doesn't matter because yeah. it just makes no sense. It doesn't. So what's going to happen after Revolution? She's just going to, you know, come back with the Nightmare Collective. I'm like, okay, how did this happen now? Right. It's, it's, it's like it's, no explanation at all. Right. Like there's just a there's a level of care to her storyline, and, and and I think the where the way I'm looking to to kind of view this is it's kind of again indicative of their the women's status right now in AEW it's like there's not enough love and care that's really being attributed to their storylines and just them in general like that's just how it feels you know this is one part and them having one wrestling one match in a two-hour show is another part and I just think it sucks like they 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 should figure out a way to honor what Brandy has been doing and either end it in a more appropriate way to where you're actually acknowledging it and then ending it versus just dropping it. Cause that just feels, you know, it, 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 it to me, just as a person following that storyline and, and not that I even cared and, you know, it was like you know, a big fan of the storyline. It's just more like I'm following your entire show and you just drop that. Yep. And, and again, it's just following a pattern of what's going on with the women in AEW. It's just like, Man, and this may not even be their intent. I'm not saying that, oh, Cody and, and um, Kenny Omega and the rest of them don't care about, you know, the, the the women's division. They may just be, you know, not sure what to do, what direction to go with it, you know. But it comes off as, like, they don't care. Right, you know? that's like the perception. That's the perception, right? That may not be in their intent, but that is definitely, you know, it can be the perception now. If you're, you know, uh, wanting to be a big fan of the women's division, you're not feeling the love. You're feeling like it's just an afterthought and it just sucks. So, yeah, it sucks because, you know, you, you we watch other promotions, WWE, NXT, and you see what they do with women. Then I guess when I guess you expect something different on the AEW side, but still give that women that limelight. But we don't see that. And it's disheartening, man. Right. I mean, Britt Baker seems to be the, the the one of the few that's, you know, she's getting time on the yeah. mic and that's cool. You know, so I, I like that. I mean, in ring, we've talked definitely get some it. heel heat, man. She's getting heel heat. She's getting heel heat. She got she got a lot of heel heat on this show, um, which is great. You know, I was rooting for for her to get as much <laughs> heat as possible because that's a that's that's a good part of it. You know, the more heat that she can get, the more that they're going to have to put her on TV because then she'll become, you know, a draw one way or another. You know, so I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for her to to get to get that heat. Um, and yeah, she. What did she say this week that that brought her all the heat? Where was it? Uh, I think she called the people like, "Wow, water." Was it Burger Waterhead? Something Water, water. Burger. Yeah, something about Water Burger. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Because your faces look <laughs> like Water Burgers or something like that. Yeah, and the crowd got like for some reason just got it, just started booing her. Just got heated. I'm like, wow. 
Well, I guess like Whataburger's, um, from what I'm seeing, Whataburger's a big thing in Texas. So, you know, her saying, making any negative mention of Whataburger is, you know, was, was, was going to get destroyed. <laughs> and then she did the, the horns and she went, she put oh, the horns yeah. down and yeah. in Texas. That's oh, also yeah. A oh, yeah. No-no. That's a no no. Yeah. yeah. That's a big no no in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good, but good on her for getting all the smoke, all the heat, yeah. just going for it. So, was yeah. she trying to get Tony Schiavone booed? I don't know, but she's a, because I, I, it seems like so. that's what she was trying to do, like you know, being overly nice to to Tony. But I don't I, think I don't she's know. trying to get him booed. I think I think it's more like she's trying to to be. Um, the way I'm looking at it, like uh-huh. she's, she's being nice to him, but not really, you know, and she's trying to make it seem like she cares, but on the flip side, she really doesn't. She's, it's just kind of like her ploy and, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like demeaning of him and she's continuing to demean him, but trying to almost cover it up by, by smiling while doing it. It's like that kind of act that she's trying to play. Um, you know, she told like, you know, stand up straight, stand up straight, you know, like trying to you know help him quote unquote. But really, you know, she's just still, you know, shitting all over him, basically. So, yeah, I I don't think she's trying to get him booed. I think it's more about just her enjoying picking on him, but then with a smile and trying to make it seem like she's trying to help him. Smile in your face, but stab you in the back. I got you. Right, right. Essentially, that's what I thought. So, yeah. Um, All right. So, moving on from that, uh, the AEW Women's Championship match, Nyla Rosa and Riho. So, yeah, new champion. What'd you think? Yeah. I actually want to hear your thoughts because I know you, I know you have went in depth about Rio and the first time Rio and Nyla went at it. So I, I would just like to hear your thoughts first before I get in. Into well, it. I, I guess real quick, I thought that this is maybe Rio's best match, you know, in AEW, you know, and I was really happy to see Nyla Rose beat her. You know, I was really happy to see Nyla Rose take the belt off of her because, you know, I think that Riho just that title run had run its course yeah. and I just wasn't really feeling it. But I'll say that during the match, this was the one of the first times, I think towards the end when she did a couple of stomps to her and one to the face that looked like, oh. OK, that was that was one where maybe there could be some damage. Everything else was like. It was still hard to believe Riho was actually hurting <laughs> Nyla Rose because yeah. she's just so damn tiny. But yeah. that stomp to the face that she gave her, I was like, okay, that that one, that move right there worked. So I don't know. But overall, like from Rio standpoint, this was the best match I had seen her have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I was still happy to see Nyla Rose pick up the win, be the new champion, and now we have we can have a, a dominant champion who can strike fear in the women's division and maybe help elevate the division another another level. So yeah, yeah. I, I was happy about it. Okay. Yeah, man, I, I thought the match was good, too. I thought, like you said, I thought this was real best match. She was just probably the most aggressive I ever seen, uh, you know, just facing anybody because she was definitely being aggressive with Nyla Rose, definitely got physical, uh, like the kicks, the drop kicks towards Nyla was looking devastating. Uh, so it was great. I wish, you know, after the match, you know, after Nyla Rose, I wish we would have heard what was the, Interaction between Kenny Omega and Nyla Rose. I, I would just love to be a fly on the wall with that because it seemed like it was a very intense conversation. It, it seemed it went on. It seemed like the conversation went for a good. I want to say the entire commercial. The entire that, commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These at least two minutes. I'm like, man, what's going on? Like, I'm trying. I'm trying to see if I can understand the body language. It, it seems they're 
disagreeing about something or she was getting or uh Kenny Omega was getting ready to congratulate Nyla Rose, but she was just like, no, nah, I'm good. So I was just like, I just love to be a fly on the wall to see what, you know, what was said between the two. Yeah, it seemed like she was upset at the lack of a, of an applause for her when they when she went back there because you had some of the other women too and they were just kind of like, you know, just standing there, arms crossed. And, you know, Kenny Omega, like you said, it seemed like he was congratulating her, but he did not have that enthusiasm. Oh, no. And so you know, <laughs> it, it seemed like she was upset, like, oh, now I'm ch- I read her lips and she said, now I'm champ, you know, and I'm just interpreting now that, you know, she was looking at it like now that I'm champion here, now that I'm I, I'm the, the champion that, you know, you guys aren't showing the same enthusiasm that you did when Riho, little Riho beat me. And, you know, it's such a different reaction from when Riho won, you know, with Kenny being proud of her and everything. And now, you know, Nyla Rose wins. And it's like, oh, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, okay. Like, you know, just <laughs> like, what? No, hell no. Show me some respect. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? That same emphasis, that same energy you had with Riho, I want that. And, you know, she wasn't getting it. So, yeah, I feel like that may have been it. But that's just me throwing a guess out there. But, uh, yeah, man, it's just... I'm excited to see the next uh, the next uh, matchups for for Nyla Rose as she defends her championship, and you know we can I think just elevate or see the women's division elevate you know from here. So yeah, I'm definitely see, I'm definitely interested to see what Nyla Rose can what direction she can take this women's division. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, let's see here. So Dustin and Sammy Guevara. I mean, nothing really you know in detail to say here. Again, Dustin Rhodes beat Sammy Guevara, which I feel like. The only reason he won this matchup was because now they're setting up a match between Dustin Rhodes and and Jake Hager, you know, for a revolution. So that's what it because otherwise I'm like, man, Sammy Guevara should have won this match. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, like Dustin doesn't need to win any more matches in his career. He just needs to put people over and that's it. So, you know, Sammy, like what it it just kind of hurts Sammy a little bit to to lose this matchup. I think, yeah, even though, you know, I understood what was the reason, but I, like you said, man, I still think that loss still hurt Sammy. Yeah, definitely. So, it was a little weird there, but yeah, I guess we're going to get a match against us with Dustin Rhodes and Jake Hager, Jake Hager's first match in AEW, looking forward to that, but yeah, Sammy needs to, needs to pick up some wins to continue to build his star. Um, and then, uh, last but not least, uh, back to the beginning, AEW Tag Team Championship matchup, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, and SCU. SCU! <laughs> Every time it, you say that, man, I gotta say that, man. I say hey, it in my head. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I'm not a fan of SCU, but I'll let, go ahead, man, that could be all you, that's fine, that's your thing, man. <laughs> um, you know, Kenny, Kenny and, and Hangman Page, man, like, there's just the story, Specifically for Hangman Page, it's just I'm I'm so interested and invested in his story, and um, yeah, it's just fun to see the continued evolution. Um, I think uh, yeah, it's just it, that that was that was fun. I think the I guess the other big thing was Christopher Daniels. You know, like Christopher yeah. Daniels left because you know there was a uh, a video. That it showed where, you know, Dark Order saying, hey, you know, you never know when we're going to strike. And Christopher Daniels says, you know what, I'll go to the back. I'll go to the back, which seemed weird because, you you know, why wouldn't you just stay out there? You guys are exactly. all out there, you know. <laughs> it's so a is group he already back there. Why the hell are you going to go back there and go check it out? Didn't make sense. No. That didn't make sense. Uh-huh. So, 
you, Christopher Daniels is in the Dark Order. Is this confirmed now? Because uh, I, I don't know. It just maybe, kind of felt like <laughs> that's what they're trying to tell us. Maybe they're going that way, but maybe I, I don't know. They're trying to psych us out real quick, and it's somebody else. Because they're, I think they're trying to say like, is he the like what were they saying? The Dark Lord, the the guy who who's the master yeah. of all of a uh, Dark Order. Only so Angel now, the, yeah, the, yeah, Dark Lord or whoever. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe. Uh, but I feel like more like he's just he's going to be one of the members, you know, like, I don't know. It, we'll, we'll see. It, it's it's interesting. You know, the Christopher Daniels angle of this is 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 interesting. I'm not wanting too much time to be devoted to a Christopher, Christopher Daniels storyline. Um, so I, I guess it would be more interesting if it's somebody else and somebody that, you know, like I don't know. I mean, Luke Harper puts, is going to AEW, so maybe it's him yeah. um, who's yeah, going to be the, their leader. Um, and then maybe you know Kazarian leaves SCU to join Dark Order. I know there was rumors of saying you know maybe Matt Hardy if he leaves WWE. He I can, know. Yeah. I heard that too. Yeah. yeah. That was. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. That would be great. I mean. um, you know, Scorpio Sky, that would be kind of not coming out of nowhere if it oh, ended up yeah. being him, yeah. you know, too. To, Blindsided with that, yeah. Yeah, not even to be the leader, but just, like, to join them. Like, mm-hmm. that would be another legit person to, to get, you know, on, on on the Dark Order side. So, yeah, I think I think that'd be cool. We'll see. I, but I think I'm with you that I would want, I, I wouldn't want it to be Christopher Daniels because it feels too obvious now. You know, it, it would be yeah. more interesting if it's somebody else. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I know they're trying to, like, telegraph saying maybe it's Christopher Daniels. But, you know, I think may, maybe they'll go a different direction. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that'd be better for them overall. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what was I going to say, too? Oh, um, going back to Sammy Guevara real quick. It looks like Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara are going to have a match coming up pretty soon too which was another reason why i thought sammy Guevara should go over because if he's getting ready to go against darby allen you want to build up that matchup and it's as fun as hager and Rhodes is going to be that matchup is is pretty clear hager is going to win that match but darby allen versus sammy Guevara, that's two young up-and-coming superstars for you guys so build them, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they're Let the ones be on a winning streak and then, then yeah. they face each other. Then and they yeah. collide. That's right. how it should be. But yeah. Yeah. They went another way. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how, where that goes, but yeah, just to finish up going, going back and on bouncing around a little bit, but, um, we did have a brawl that broke out after that tag team matchup. And I think there's going to be, um, is there going to be another like number one contenders matchup or something? Because we did get like the butcher and the blade, Came out. We got a um, hybrid two that tag yeah, team. Yeah, it's the battle. Showed up. I think it's a battle royale for the the number one contendership. Right? I'm yeah. pretty sure well, the revolution. Some... Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, young bucks were out there. Yep. Yeah, they all kind of battled it out. Yeah. So we had that happen. Um, you know. So yeah, they're they're building that up. I mean, at least if, at least it, promotion does care about tag team wrestling. They do. Yeah, that that is without a doubt. Of anything, I think you know Jericho Salaron has been treated with care. Kobe yes. Rhodes's you know ascent has been treated with care, and then the tag team division has been really you know really huge. And, and Adam Hangman Page too. Oh, I don't yeah, know his that. character development has you know? been spectacular yeah. on that man. Yeah, 
but tag division for sure, like you said, that that's been you know without a doubt. You know, as far as a division goes, like yeah, they they love that, and there's it's it's great to watch. Yeah, it's great to yep. watch the, that that love and care being given to that division. Just they need to share that with the women's division too. I feel you know the bounce it out a little bit, but. Yeah, man. So yeah, that's that's the the entire re- recap for Dynamite. So any last thoughts before we we wrap it up there? Oh man, it's, it's just feel good to get back in AEW. Can't wait to talk about it. Uh, probably we we'll talk about it what this week for yeah. the new episode. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it should be exciting, man. Because AEW has been on the road, man. Yeah, you know, for me, I, I, there's been some parts of AEW that I've been like, man, you know, I don't know. But overall, I'm still really enjoying AEW. Um, like I said, Adam Hangman Page is just one of my favorite storylines to follow right now. The tag team division, really excited about that. I think this week we're going to have um, the Lucha Brothers have a matchup again. So it'll be fun to see them um, wrestling again. But uh, yeah, overall, I, I am very excited on and week to week for AEW uh, to see them continue to evolve. And, you know, like I said, I, I made mention of the women's division. I'm seeing other women's divisions, specifically NXT women's division. I just have these high hopes for AEW to be able to to get to that level of someday. It just it seems like the world's apart right now. So I'm just I'm hoping that they can start showing some more love and care around that division to to help elevate it and build it. Uh, but overall, you know, I, I do look forward to AEW and this one Wednesday will be no different. So looking forward to doing the breakdown of that episode. But for now, that is going to do it for this episode. So for Devin, I'm a feast. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.